Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles, and welcome to the very first show of 2019. We took the uh, a little time off for the holidays and gave the staff some R&R, but we are back and we are better than ever. Our guest today is Samuel Joseph Wurzelbacher, better known as Joe the Plumber. You might know him as an American conservative activist who gained national attention during the 2008 U.S. presidential election when he asked at that time Senator Barack Obama a question in Ohio about his small business tax policy. Obama, after quite a few statements, concluded with, when you spread the wealth around, it's good for everybody. We talk about that and more in this interview. Joe today is now working with a company called Swift Shield. He shares about this, doing some really innovative things for school safety and protecting our kids. I think you'll be interested in that. And we check in with him. We also hear from him about his relationship with Senator John McCain as he spent time with him on the campaign trail during the 2008 election. And he shares some thoughts about Senator McCain in light of his passing in 2018. I think you're going to enjoy this interview. And speaking of interview, this interview is brought to you today by Faith Social. That's faithsocial.com. And Faith Social is really a unique, one-of-a-kind digital platform that connects Christians from all over the world and enriching their lives with resources and personalized content. One of those personalized content and resources that you might want to check out is a brand new Bible study, a live Bible study by yours truly called VBS, Virtual Bible Study with Lucas Miles. So I'll be on Faith Social on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, going live. And for the next four weeks, I'll be teaching through the book of James. Don't want to miss it. And if you haven't signed up for Faith Social, it's the only way to enjoy that study. So come on over to faithsocial.com, create an account. It's free. And join me on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time for a very enriching and engaging and inspirational journey through the book of James. I think you're really going to enjoy it, and I think you're going to enjoy the platform I know I have already, so check them out at faithsocial.com. And with that, here's my interview with Joe the Plumber. Joe Wurzelbacher, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, brother. Hey, uh, so most people would know you as Joe the Plumber, but uh, I'm guessing you're you're not in plumbing anymore. Uh, only for friends and family. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't make a living doing it right now. <laughs> so um, for just to set this up, and I want to hear a lot about what you're doing today. Now, really, what has it been over 10 years from yes. uh, the, the time that you kind of went through a major media storm in your life. But just to set this up for maybe uh, maybe a younger audience that um, is just now getting into talk radio and politics and things like that, um, what what happened that all of a sudden put you on the map on a national scale? Well, in short, I was working for a plumbing company. Um, and at Eventually, I was planning on taking over that company. I was going to buy it from my boss and, and then make payments over a, a long period of time. I didn't have that kind of capital to buy it outright. 
but uh, prior to me meeting Barack Obama, uh, then Senator, uh, I was uh, having a long talk with my boss over lunch and we were talking about some of the things about small businesses and what you got to look out for and and so on and so forth. And at this same time, Barack Obama is running around talking about taxes and what he wants to do and how he wants to do it. You know, fast forward two weeks to the day I meet him. Uh, my son and I actually woke up late for church that morning. And so we just got busy doing chores around the house and decided to toss the football. 20 minutes into the football game that him and I are playing, uh, a crowd of people were across the street moving pretty fast going the other direction. My son and his best friend ran down the street, came back and said, hey, dad, it's Barack Obama. It's wow. Like, wow. You know, I mean, that's it's like that's the last person you would expect. <laughs> right. And so we keep tossing the football for a while. The Secret Service came down and asked me to quit a couple times. I told them no a couple times. And finally, I said yes. And me and my buddies uh, on the street, you know, we're sitting there talking and, and watching this huge crowd around Barack Obama. Because, I mean, he was, you know, at that time, they were comparing him to the Beatles or Elvis. When he had a crowd around him, he was making people swoon. And, you know, and I, I you know, politicians are politicians, uh, actors are actors. I, you know, they all put their pants on just like I do. So I don't give them that much credit for being who they are. Um, but I am, I'm sitting there kind of listening to what he's saying. <clears throat> and, and in the back of my mind, it's like, you know, I've always wanted to ask a politician a question and actually make him answer the question. Because most of the time, you know, you and I, just regular folks, we see them on TV. They never really answer the question. They always dodge it. And so when I was in the military, I used to sing Jody's for uh, for our, our squads. And, and so I can make my voice heard when necessary. And I yelled Barack and his head snapped up and uh, I walked up to him. Um, I got patted down. And then I told him, I said, listen, I work for a small business. Uh, you know, ultimately, I want to buy it. Your new tax plan is going to hurt me more, isn't it? And that's when he went into a long conversation with me. He, he lost most of the crowd because it started to be too long. And towards the end, he realized that he had lost his crowd. And so that's when he uttered the, the terrible words, it's good when you spread the wealth around. And that's pretty much what nailed him right there. That, that's, you know, for people who don't understand it, that's kind of a socialist comments to be making, you know, spreading the wealth around. Whose wealth? My wealth? Your wealth? You know, that's not the federal government's business to spread my wealth around. If I want to give charitable contributions or help people out, that's up to me. But it's not the government's discretion to give my money to other people. And so uh, I became known uh, as Joe the Plumber. And uh, for the next couple of years, I ran around speaking on morals, values and uh, and things. Unfortunately, this country doesn't hold as dear as I do anymore. It's such an amazing story and so serendipitous in many ways to I mean, there's there's people that spend their whole lives trying to build a platform and you're in your front yard throwing a football and, you know, it just it just came to you you at, at that moment. I mean, it just it seems like this divine setup at that point. For our listeners that wouldn't know this, we got connected. I wrote an article for Faith Wire and it was about is Jesus a socialist and kind of addressing a lot of these Christians or or maybe uh, leftists that are trying to use Jesus as the poster child for socialism and really addressing those things. And I had referenced your name and that quote from Barack that, you know, that uh, that you mentioned. And I think your agent had had seen the article or something and had said, hey, we got to get we got to get Joe on the show. And, you know, for our millennial crowd that wasn't around listening to politics at that time. I mean, I, what McCain said your name like 14 times or 12 or 14 times in his speech, you know, at the, at the debate. And uh, so what did it feel like in your world to go from. I'm just the guy in my front yard hanging out with my kids. All of a sudden, I'm watching a presidential debate, and there's my name. Honestly, a, a little bit of fear. 
Um, you know, I own 15 gray t-shirts for a reason. I like to blend in. <laughs> I mean, that's not, not to say I won't speak my mind. It's just, I, I prefer to take care of my family and, and do what I need to do each and every day. You know, actually getting out uh, in front of uh, large crowds and, and talking to people, it's, it's not something I ever felt called to do. And it's never, you know, at the same time, I didn't shy away from it when given the opportunity. But I really, you know, how is this going to affect my son? How is this going to affect our lives moving forward? You know, th- those those are some of the questions I had right off the very beginning. You know, it's almost like, can can we reset this? Maybe I need to think about asking that question again, because, you know, I my main focus. And at the time I was a single father, I had custody of my son. It was just him and I, and, you know, and I was doing my best to make sure that I set the right examples for him. And, uh, you can, you can see how when the media uh, gets a hold of people, it can really turn their life upside down, inside out. That's and, so true. Uh, and it can hurt you in many ways. And so there was a little bit of fear with that. And so, um, I've always had a, a strong prayer life. Um, I don't want to say it got stronger, but there's a good chance it did. I, you know, I was on my knees a lot, you know, asking for God's strength and guidance because, it, you know, this is people do this for a living and they're professionals at it. So you can take somebody like me who just speaks right off their mind and you can turn it around and make me look like the biggest idiot in the world. And and you see it every day, you know, uh, with with all kinds of people the media uses and they they'll use a conservative icon or, or a liberal icon and they can make that person, you know, say day is night and up is, is down and, and water isn't wet. I mean, it's just crazy how they can twist your words. And if you're not a professional coming back, it, it can it can destroy your reputation. It can destroy you as a person. So it uh, you really you, you know well. Some I was just doing devotions with my daughter the other day. Really got to strap on the armor of God and, and 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 depend on Him to get you through all this. Absolutely, no. I think that's uh, I think that's great advice for no matter what industry you're in. But uh, I can imagine you've learned quite a bit about uh, about the media over the last uh, the last ten years and. Probably gotten quite the education from that. So, Joe, what what uh, you know? Here we are, ten years later, and what what has changed for you in your world, and and how has maybe that event shaped where you're at and the trajectory of where you're at today? Well, if anything, it's reinforced uh, my values. Uh, that's really the big thing. It's it's reinforced the things that I believed in. You know, I, I, people talk about integrity all the time, but until you're you're tested. You don't know what your integrity is. You really don't know what you will do and when you will do it. And if you'll bend, if you'll sell, if you'll. Um, and so in that regards, actually, it's kind of reinforced the person I thought I was and the person I want to be. It's, it's helped out in that way a lot. I mean, in other ways, though, I mean, wow, you know, I got an incredible wife out of the ordeal. Um, you know, we were happily married. I have three brand new children that are just everything in the world to me. And so, you know, I wouldn't trade anything for what's happened. Um, you know, I wish I might've learned a little faster when it came to the media and some of the things I have said or, or, or didn't say, or, you know, but hindsight, they say it's 2020. I always call it x-ray vision myself, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, it just, it, it really has, it's reinforced who I, who I wanted to be and who I am now. Um, you know, there's a lot more things I can teach my children now, uh, through examples and, and how I've, led my life. I, I, I wasn't called to, uh, you know, pastor or, or, or spread the gospel and, and how some people are, but I do believe my actions, uh, really help my children. Yeah. You know, I have a 23 year old son, the one I was talking to about earlier, how him and it was just him and I for a long time. And through all that, I was able to really point to things. And, you know, uh, I had things come out of the woodwork and offer me all kinds of money. I mean, large sums of money that are life-changing, 
And I've turned 99% of it down because it wasn't the right thing to do. And I was glad my son was there to see that. Um, that way, you know, what your character is worth. And it just, so like I said, it just, a lot of the things that happen and have come my way, I, I think God's just been testing me and testing me and testing me. And, 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 and thank God I, I lean on him as opposed to um, going, well, man, God, you know, it's $500,000. All I got to do is say this. Well, you know, I never said that and, uh, and I don't have the $500,000, but I'm still very happy and my family's better for it. So, yeah, no, I, that's good. It sounds like you've made a lot of good choices in that process. And, you know, you've been able to probably be in a lot of interesting places, you know, that you might never have thought that you were in. I mean, you've been a, uh, you know, you've been a pundit for, uh, conservative news platforms and, you know, been able to attend, uh, uh, rallies and events. I mean, have you commented at all on, on current political situation or are you staying out of the, the po- political commentary these days? Uh, these days I had to make a choice, you know, as, as strong as my faith is and the things that I believe, um, there's only so long I believe you can stay in that realm without eventually selling out or becoming somebody that you're not. And I've stepped away from being a, uh, a pundit, if you will, or, uh, you know, I, I used to go on Fox News quite a bit. Um, there's a lot of money to be made, a lot to be made. And if you're willing to say certain things, if your rhetoric is loud enough and disgusting enough, you can you can go very far in the industry. And I just chose, uh, you know, th- those opportunities were available to me and probably still are, um, you know, still have the name that People say Joe the plumber. I mean, in like you were mentioning earlier, you know, people spend millions and millions of dollars to build a platform like that, to have a brand like that. But it just ultimately, I saw the writing on the wall. My wife and I did, we did a lot of praying and said, you know, we need to step away from this and, and find something else that, uh, you know, I can put my, put my hard work into and hopefully, uh, achieve something, you know, better than, than I am. And that's actually, I, I moved on to a company called Swift Shield and it's given me a lot of, uh, a lot of hope we build and we also partner with companies that uh, have secondary security devices during active shooter situations. You know, politicians give a lot of lip service to protecting our children. Uh, the NRA, which I am a member, they give a lot of lip service to protecting children, but no one's actually doing anything. The left or the right. I mean, they say it's guns. They say it's uh, children that have no parents. It's, they say it's drugs that they're giving children's and you know, and I'm sure it's actually some of all those answers, except minus the guns, that is. But no one's actually doing anything. So I got with this company and we're, we're promoting these secondary devices that can go on doors and actually protect children. And that's something real. And that's something across the board that if you're left, if you're right, if you're center, you can agree with, you can get behind and, and we can work together and make some good things happen. So I've kind of left politics to focus on some things that I'm hoping I can see actually finish and, and achieve something as opposed to being in politics to where in the 10 years that I was, you know, from 2009 to 2019 that I was involved in it, you really don't see a lot of change. If anything, it's gone worse. I mean, class warfare, uh, race warfare, uh, just everything that's out there, our country's become more divided. It's, uh, you know, Christianity is almost like a four letter word these days. As a man, uh, you know, and John Eldridge wrote about it, you know, we have, as men, we want to conquer and we want to succeed and we want our work to mean something. And, and, and politics, you know, other than getting rich, it meant nothing. So, uh, you know, I choose to do something worthwhile with my life. No, I love that. And I had a chance to watch um, one of the uh, the YouTube videos for Swift Shield and really clever product. And, you know, it's something that I would hope that schools are banging down your door in order to get a whole fleet of those 
And I, I have uh, several educators in my family, and uh, I think it's it's so imperative. So um, for uh, we'll include a, a link to that YouTube video in our show notes so people can check that out and, and see that. So All this month, we're going to try something new on the Lucas Miles show that I'm calling the Lucas Miles Motivational Moment of the Week. You know, there are billions of people in the world. And if you're focused on comparing yourself to others, there will always be plenty of people to find who seem ahead of you don't get caught up in that. So they have more money, more followers, better connections, maybe they're better looking, all of those things. Who cares? There's always enough success and opportunity to go around. One of the greatest keys to success in life is recognizing that another person's success doesn't limit or negate mine. Keep going, stay focused, and believe in what God can do in you. And now, back to the show. Uh, now, is this something that you designed or have you become part of the company and uh, what's, what's your role there? Currently, I'm COO and a spokesperson for Swift Shield. Uh, so we have our own product uh, called Swift Shield. It's uh, for outward swing yep. doors only. And, but we also have partnered up with some other companies that don't have the marketing or advertising money available to them to really get out to the masses. And so with the last 10 years of my life, you know, I've met some Obviously, I built up somewhat of a Rolodex. You know, I can call, you know, fill in the blank. You know, for example, like Richard Childers, he owns Earnhardt Racing Team. You know, I've got his phone number. I can give him a call and see if he can be part of this or want to be part of this. Um, you know, I can call other people who, you know, companies. And and so we're really uh, working hard to partner with different companies or around the country uh, to, you know, get this out mainstream. When I tell people about these products, most of them have never even heard of them. And, and that's very sad because these can protect lives. You know, in fact, actually, just yesterday, we, we signed a big deal. And you're really the first person we've had a chance to tell. We haven't even put out a press release yet. But Grunt Style, they're a $100 million t-shirt company, veteran-owned, veteran-operated. Their shirts are, I think they're pretty cool. I'm prior military. Uh, but they're edgy, you know. And, and, you know, they have a lot of different sayings. But they, they heard what we had to say. And they said, we wanted to team up with you. So now they're designing a t-shirt for us. And uh, all proceeds from the sales of those T-shirts are, are going to go to Swift Shield oh, and, wow. and just educate uh, you know the people who are, uh, here in America about these secondary devices. But there are there are struggles getting this device. You would think people would be knocking down the doors, but unfortunately, just as there is in everything, you got lobbyists. You know, and believe it or not, the door companies are strong lobbyists. They make a lot of money, and they don't like the idea of secondary devices being on the market. So they fight us tooth and nail. Like I said, I don't mince words. These people are okay with a couple of children dying here and there as long as it doesn't affect their bottom line. Uh, and I, I've said that out loud, and I'll say that to their face. Actually, I have when I've had uh, debates with them. I did a uh, educational platform in D.C. Uh, last summer, and I said as much. And they could not say no to me. You know, They'd said everything else, but bottom line is they're okay with children dying as long as it doesn't affect their bottom line. This is how serious it is. And they're lobbyists. I mean, last quarter – one of the biggest companies we're up against made $699 million. They don't want these kind of devices on the market. They want locks that cost $750 to $1,000 to where these secondary devices go from anywhere from $59 to $215, which is a big deal when you're talking to cash-strapped schools. Right. You know, a, lot of, a lot of schools don't have that kind of money. And so these companies would much rather these schools wait and possibly you know, have a child show up with a gun and, and shoot some kids as opposed to maybe buying a device from us or another company like us and protecting kids. So, 
No, I, I think, I mean, first of all, I, I thought the product was brilliant. And and I, I really mean that, uh, you know, I've been in a lot of school systems, either speaking or, you know, visiting families. I mentioned that uh, have there, my wife was an educator for, uh, for about 15 years herself. Uh, so, you know, seeing her classroom in the middle of all the news stories breaking of, you know, these various accounts, I'm going, man, this is not anywhere near secure if something, you know, were to happen, God forbid. And, and I think that, um, you know, it's so simple. It, it doesn't, it's something that, you know, being able to just slip that over a door handle or, you know, uh, uh, the hinge there or whatever that, that, that be for various products. I mean, it, it makes sense to be able to have those things. And what I love to, you know, I'm a concealed carry permit carrier. And so I do believe that it's the responsibility of maybe those that hold to the second amendment stronger. Uh, that we, you know, put our heads together and really help find those solutions. You know, if we if we stand for that, and I love that you're, you know, that you can be a champion for both, you know, worlds there, which most people would see those things as almost contradictory. But I, I think that responsible gun ownership should lead to how do we responsible safety and classrooms and and government buildings and just the populace. So uh, kudos well, to you. Well, the outdoor industry in general should dive into this and, and put a lot of money into this, invest in this, because quite frankly, we're losing children into, uh, in the outdoors. You know, too many children are out playing their video games and, and doing so many other things other than hunting and fishing and hiking and camping, the things I grew up on, the things I love. And so the outdoor industry, you know, they're going to have me, you know, I'm, but I'm 45. Now they're going to have my children uh, because that's how I raise them. I raise them with the outdoors and God, I, I found that a perfect mix. Um, but there's too many parents out there that are not raising their children in the outdoors. And so it's really, I think, imperative of the outdoor industry, your Remingtons, your Smith and Wessons, your, uh, you know, your Coleman, your all these different companies to invest in these protective devices for the children, not because they're responsible. They're not. They are not responsible for any of these deaths. And I want to make that very clear. However, you know, they are usually a close knit community, the outdoor industry. You know, they're usually involve a lot of things that include God in, in their commentary and talk about family on a regular basis in their outdoor shows. So I, I just think it's uh, imperative that they get involved and, and invest in tomorrow's customers. You know, I mean, I, I don't I don't mean to. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean it that bluntly. Tomorrow's customers, tomorrow's, uh, you know, you know the, the future of their industry really depends on these children growing up and then knowing that the outdoor industry cares for them because no one else is going to do it. Like I told you, the politicians aren't going to do it. They'll use it as a political football, kind of, kind of like how they're doing right now with illegal, illegal immigration. They've used that as a political football. No one actually wants to solve the problem. They want to use it to push their side further down the football field, if you will. So, I, yeah, I think it's imperative that the outdoor industry gets involved in this and then really makes it one of their golden moments in their industry. No, absolutely. So definitely anybody interested in that, check out the clip uh, we'll post in the show notes for more info on Swift Shield. Joe, I want to ask you this um, and kind of change topics here as as we uh, head towards the end of the show. You know, this past year, our nation lost Admiral John McCain and you had a chance to spend a fair amount of time with him on on stages and campaigns. And I know that you were at times supportive and at times critical of uh, politics and those things. But any uh, um, thoughts or maybe comments or memories about him that uh, is is worth sharing here in his passing? Ultimately, um, you know, I did put out a press release concerning John McCain's uh, death. And really, I just prayed for him and his family. Um, you know, I don't want to you know, some of the things that he did for our country, I disagree with vehemently. 
but those weren't the time to share that right now. You know, he has a, a wife and a daughter that's going to miss him and loved him. And, you know, and I, 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 my heart goes out to them for those reasons. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, me being disgruntled for any other reason, you know, um, he's, he's passed away. Um, you know, and unfortunately some of the stuff he did do, uh, carries on, uh, right or wrong, but ultimately, you know, somebody passes away like that. There's, there's no time to, to sit there and, and just throw a bunch of dirt on him. Um, like I said, his, his daughter, I know really loved him. I remember being on the bus and the, the interaction between those two, uh, was nice. And, um, you could see that she really, really loved her, her father and, um, and we'll just leave it at that. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think that I love, Joe, how you have this bipartisan heart for seeing people as people beyond the politics of it all. And I think that uh, of our country would probably be in a lot better place if if more people had that had that mindset. I, I made a post uh, actually early this morning, just, you know, encouraging people, regardless of what you think about the government shutdown, let's thank TSA agents as we walk by them in the airports and let's take out somebody to lunch who believes maybe different than us and just listen to them and hear what they have to say. And, and I think that, uh, you know, we'd probably have a better place if we, if we all took time to do that. Well, you have to, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I stopped speaking around the country. It does no good to spread my views to the choir. You know, they're already there. They, they already feel like I do. And so, I mean, we're not accomplishing anything, you know, Jesus didn't talk to, well, I don't want to sit there and say he didn't talk to Christians, but you know he went out and spoke to the <laughs> uh, the people he needed to speak to, and, and right. they weren't always the people that uh, everyone else thought Jesus should be speaking to. You know, so we we need to. You know, there's there's a lot that we have in common. There really is. It's amazing how much we have in common. When I ran for Congress here, you know, when I would sit down at a Democrat's house and, and drink some coffee, telling them why I think he should vote for me, they are always amazed at how much we had in common. Well, Joe, I thought you thought this. Well, where'd you hear that at? Well, CNN. Oh, consider the source. You know, I heard on Fox too. Consider the source. You know, these guys are uh, in business to make money. They're not in business to actually fix the country. Fox News isn't. CNN isn't. They're, you know, they need ratings and money. And so, you know, however they can make me look or come off uh, to increase their ratings is how they're going to do it. And they're not doing me any favors and they're not doing you any favors. And so, uh, you know, when we can talk individually one-on-one, there's a lot we have in common and there's a lot that we want to do. It's just the rhetoric is dividing us so much. And it's, uh, uh it's disgusting. People ask me, what, what do I think will destroy America? And it's politicians in the media. It's not going to be you and I, it's not going to be blacks against whites. It's not going to be gays and this it, it's going to be politicians in the media. Mm, no, I appreciate that, Joe. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us today. And I appreciate you sharing your faith. So I'm praying that you get, uh, just a lot of, uh, ears, to uh, hear what Swift Shield has to do and um, and just you can continue that message out there. So appreciate you being on the program and welcome back anytime to the Lucas Miles Show. Hey, thank you very much, Lucas. I appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as well as our newest feature, the Lucas Miles Motivational Moment of the Week. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, make sure and hop over to my Instagram page, which is at Mr. Lucas Miles. That's Mr. Lucas Miles for a lot more motivational moments, as well as all sorts of other goodies. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you join us next week.